0: Joining us now in the Stony and Jansen program is the offensive coordinator, major assistant head coach, and will be the head coach for Saturday's game against Bowling Green under the lights. Sharon Moore, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good.
0: How excited? Look, not the circumstances you wanted to make your head coaching debut, but it's got to be really cool though, right?
1: Yeah, it's very humbling um I'm just it's like I told people before it's not about me it's really about the players about this university and I just want to make sure that we're all in the right position to put everybody in a position to be positive and win.
2: What is it because we know right it's not about you it's not about the quarterback it's about the team as a whole but what are you hoping to 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 glean or to get out of this situation?
1: Yeah just make it a learning experience of how to handle different situations um, on the big stage and make sure I do it right. And, you know, I'm going to study and do everything I need to do, obviously with game planning to make sure we're in the right position.
0: When it comes to Saturday, do you have any idea of uh, rehearsing, a kind of pregame speech you're going to give? that you going to go to something in your past that worked for you, maybe when you played?
1: Normally I just go off the hip. So uh-huh. I'm pretty emotional when I get out there on the field. And uh, I get pretty revved up really fast, so – Something usually comes to me, so I'm just going to let it ride.
2: Well, yeah, because when I've seen that, but <laughs> when you're sitting here and you're talking to the media, you're talking to us, like people can hear the calm, cool, and collected Sharon Moore, yep. how do you manage those emotions to make sure that you don't get too emotional in the situation?
1: Yeah, I think um, I have a pretty good feel of myself of understanding when and when not to do that pre-game. You know, within that within that time, I'm trying to get the boys as excited as possible and make them feel that energy. But during the game, I'm pretty calm um, because I know that you have to make some decisions that you can't make emotional decisions. So uh, they got to be logical. So I try to stay very calm during those situations.
0: You gonna ride the refs at all?
1: No, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that for coach. I'm I'm, I'm I'm I have no no time for that. So. <laughs>
2: Uh, in terms of the offense, now that you were back on the sidelines this past weekend, how do you feel the offense is, is operating? Because for some of us or for some of our listeners, it's hard to tell against East Carolina, against UNLV, yeah. where the offense really is.
1: Yeah, I think we're, we progressed definitely from game one to game two. Um, you can see things working and, and getting close. Um, the big thing for us right now is the emphasis of the run game and, and getting it where we need to. There's too many um, two threes that need to be sixes and sevens. Um, you know, right now, uh, and I, 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 got in, you know, after the game, I was like, man, we just, we played awful. Da-da-da-da. I'm thinking like, and you go back and watch the film and it's like, well, it's really not that bad. And it and usually is like that. Um, so we just got to clean up some things, uh, attack some things schematically, which, um, we're definitely going to do, um, from a passing game standpoint, I feel like we're really good right now, especially because our quarterbacks playing at an elite level, um, the play-action game is riding and working for us, and we're really excited about it. What is holding
2: the run game back from being those twos and threes to getting those six, seven yards? Yeah,
1: it's a it's a combination of something from every position. You look at the O-line, it's, it's a strain and finish. It's getting your hat to the right angle on a certain play. For the running backs, it's hitting it just a little bit harder, not trying to make a big play, but just let the play come to you. And then at the third level, it's perimeter blocking. So all those things going together, I think – if we continue just to just hold on little things, um, those things will be really good for us. And stop trying to make the play and let the play come to us.
0: For someone who's seen Donovan Edwards play since he was a freshman in high school, is he a little slow right now, or is it is that is that what you're talking about getting to the hole quicker? Because it just he doesn't seem like the same Donovan right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's all of. I think it's just trying to make a play and just not letting it come to them because they still got the same burst, they still got the same ability to take it 50, take it 60, but it's just that that trying to make a play instead of just letting it happen and, and reading your keys and do what you need to do to be successful.
0: In a weird way, is it almost, I don't know, a blessing in disguise where say, okay, now he finds out what it's like to struggle now, you may have to work, maybe, and I, no, I'm not saying because he worked, he's a workaholic. Yeah. Maybe, you know, in these games, all right, we're winning a lot. I'm not playing that well, or the running games. Now it's time we see what we have to do.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's always good to be humbled um, that you don't feel invincible. So um, for all the guys, it's great. It's great for us as coaches for preparation. It's great for the players to see it. Um, but we'll definitely stick together and, and make it work. JJ,
2: he has been. Unbelievable in terms of accuracy, the timing, Mm -hmm. everything. And just you could see how much more comfortable he is this year moving around in the pocket, the presence, even getting outside the pocket. What have you seen from him in terms of growth from last year to this year through two games?
1: Yeah, I mean, starts with his just his preparation, the way he attacks preparation off the field. I mean, the kid as soon as he's done with school. Because he does go to class. People think he doesn't go to class. He does go to class. As um, soon as he's back from class, he's in there taking notes, uh, looking the practice scripts, looking at film, trying to ask me, like, what are the run checks this week? What are we doing in protection? What are we doing here, this concept? So, like, he's so locked into everything mentally. And then from a fundamental standpoint, he's just so good right now with his feet and his hips and throwing on the right angles. And obviously, he's great arm talent, but, but now his bottom half and the top half match.
0: Sharon Moore joining us on the Stony and Jansen program. How much has the new passing game coordinator, Kurt Campbell, been to you guys?
1: Yeah, Kurt's been great. Um, I leaned on Kurt a lot last year, um, but Kurt's just done a phenomenal job with those guys and, and with uh, J.J., obviously, from a, from a passing game standpoint. So just excited for Kurt and the opportunity to have him with us.
2: The offensive line, we heard from Coach going into the season there was going to be some positions where he was going to use that same method um, of determining who that starter was going to be, just like he did with Cade and JJ mm-hmm. last year. Where are you? How close are you to finding the five guys that you feel you're going to go into the Big Ten
1: season with as starters? Yeah, we're close. I mean, there's, there's the five guys that started the first game started the last game. Uh, those guys are just still meshing, and they're, they're pretty close to where we need them to be. But you got guys that are very capable um, behind him, So it's a continued challenge in practice and in games to see who's going to continue to be the starters at those positions.
0: Your tight end is just playing out of his, wor- out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how good can him- he be?
1: Yeah, I mean, he could be as good as anybody in the country. Um, but obviously it's going to take work, and he's going to have to prove it. So, uh, But he's definitely playing at an elite level right now obviously we're talking about colson
2: loveland but Mm -hmm. aj barner adding him Mm -hmm. into that group coming from indiana you know he's been a a big you know pass first offense now he's in this offense which in the first couple of games feels like it's pass first but where is he at in his development of fitting into this offense of not just being a pass catcher but a run blocker
1: uh so funny story about aj that we had our end of spring meetings and um You know, I asked him, you know, he asked me first, you know, Coach, where do you see me compared to the Titans you've seen and you've been around? I said, AJ, you can be as good as any of them. And he's like, how long do you think I, you know, do you think I got a shot to play in the NFL? I was like, absolutely. So I asked him, what are your goals for next year? He said, honestly, Coach, I just want to win a whole bunch of games and bash people's heads in. So (laughs) when he said that, I was like, okay, we got the right guy. (laughs) And uh, he's just done such a great job for us. Uh, He's such a great human being, great kid, very quiet, but big long, athletic, tough, strong. Um, he's probably the only one of the only guys that could match up on the edge from a tight end perspective with our defensive end. So um, just excited and glad that we have A.J. on our team.
0: When you go through preparations for being the head coach on Saturday night, do you have to practice either during, pra- during the actual practice or situations like, you know, all right, it's fourth and two, mm-hmm. uh, that they're 35, am I going to try to – pooch? Am I going to go for it? Do, yeah. Have you already have those scenarios dialed in already?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something I do just in general because uh-huh. I'm calling the plays, so like I have that kind of thought process anyway, but now I got now I have the authority to make the decision of what to do or what not to do, so continuing to watch film and study the opponent to see how we're going to use those situations.
0: What do you think about the change? We've seen it more in the NFL with Dan Campbell and, and some others. People are, whether it's analytics or not, they're gambling a lot more than this old guy is used mm-hmm. to, you know, watch, watching football as, as a coach. And even as a fan to a certain extent, what do you think of it?
1: Uh, I mean, I think everybody has their own philosophies of what uh-huh. they want to do and how they want to do it. So uh, we'll definitely, you know, we have a book and like everybody does of what the situations in the statistics show. So we'll definitely uh, use that, but there's also emotions involved and there's also a flow of the game and how's the game going and how you, how are you moving? How are you not moving? How's the defense doing? So uh, those things all come into play.
2: No surprise that Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson are your number you know, one and two targets uh, at, from wide receiver. How important is it for you guys in this next game, this next non-conference game, to get more guys involved in the pass game?
1: Yeah, very. Uh, we'll continue to do that. You know, Tyler Moore stepped up last week, had a pretty good game. Uh, So we'll continue to use him in the receiver room and then obviously the tight ends. Uh, And then Donovan's a guy that we use uh, in certain situations. So um, it'll be it'll be important to do that. And we'll do that throughout the game planning.
0: Now, John and others can't stand night games. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand as a night game? Because you know you'd want to, you'd rather kick off at noon and get you know get ready. You yeah, get I, up, get, I'd rather get play. Don't in the central time
2: where, zone where you get to kick off at eleven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So,
0: as as a coach, do you like the night games, or is just the waiting around? Is it just too agonizing?
1: The most, yeah, the waiting around is the, the worst part. You love a noon game where you can get, go to go to the game, go win, go home hang out with your family, maybe sleep because you don't really sleep much. Mm -hmm. Um, So the noon games for us are awesome. Uh, The waiting around of the night game is not fun, but the night game atmosphere is electric. So excited about the atmosphere that we're going to have.
2: So, week one, Coach Harbaugh said he came to your house to watch the games and he mentioned the sandwiches. He mentioned (laughs) it like four or five different times.
1: And your dog. Yeah, and your your dog. dog. But I want to know about the sandwiches.
2: What makes the sandwiches so special?
1: Well, the sandwiches were Panera sandwiches. Oh, Oh. (laughs) we thought this is more. You get out your way. (laughs) Wow. No. There was Panera sandwiches. They are really good, but they were Panera.
2: <laughs> is there a specialty in the Moore house? Like, what's the best thing? If if you were to say, I, I want to have the best meal coming out of the Moore house, what, what are we going there to have?
1: Uh, probably I'm cooking it. And it's probably barbecue. <laughs> okay. All right. I the can only other that. thing is, like, when family cooks Thanksgiving, but – yeah. Uh, I'm actually the one that cooks the most in the house so see, when I get a chance to. See, mm-hmm. if he
0: was a player, he could get an NIL deal with Panera. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. but now as a coach, there's no limitations on anything. That's true. That's true. Right. That's that, right.
0: that's true. Uh, Sharon, thanks for joining us. Good luck on Saturday and have fun.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: That's Sharon Moore joining us on the Stoney and Jansen program, 97.1 The Ticket.